Just don't say Charlie Brown. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just sounded right. So would you please stand? Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we're going to worship here in just a second. Father, we thank you for this evening. We honor you. We praise you. We have come tonight to honor the King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords who came to earth as a baby grew into a man and died on the cross so that we might have eternal life. But we thank you that he's not on the cross anymore. He is risen, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Redeemer, Emmanuel, 
says it all, Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, you, you wrapped your son in flesh so that he would die for us, so that we could have eternal life. It was a supernatural thing, and it took a blood sacrifice, because by his wounds we are healed. He heals us spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. That is Emmanuel, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, we give you praise tonight for that. We honor you and we glorify you. And Lord, as we get ready to take of communion tonight, help us to remember who you are that you're the ancient of days, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, who was and is and always will be. And we thank you for this in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. I thought I could have those that are going to be helping tonight to pass out the communion cups. Some of you might get uh, the pre-made ones because we had to make extra, so you'll have a little bit of working for you. As they begin to pass this out, as I stated this morning about Jesus, you know, we come to church, and it's not just about church. It's not just about doing another service. It's about who we serve. It's about why he came. It's about that he died on the cross. If you think about what happened to Jesus. In Isaiah 53, it talks about that he was pierced for our transgressions. The sin that we have done was put upon him. And it even says that they pleased the Lord to crush him for you and I. I want you to think about that for a minute. As I shared last week, it pleased God the Father to crush His Son for our sin. Our sin was so great that you and I, it doesn't matter how good we are, how perfect we are, all it takes is one sin. As James says, if you've broken one of the law, you've broken them all. If we've ever lied before, we've sinned. If we've ever stolen before, we've sinned. If we've ever had any pure thoughts, I know I'm not the only one that's not had any impure thoughts. I was, we've all had impure thoughts, amen. Guys, Jesus died for that. He died for bad attitudes. He says that we're going to give an account for every thought that we've had, every word that we've spoken. 
But Jesus died for all of that. And his body was broken on the cross. Now I mentioned this morning, there were the high priest would put blood on his thumb and he would sprinkle it on the things in the tabernacle and he would sprinkle it seven times and he would sprinkle it seven times on the mercy seat. Now the mercy seat was on the tabernacle where the angels were. If you've ever looked at the the Ark of the Covenant, there's angels on it. They're called seraphim. And in the middle of that's called the mercy seat. And the high priest would sprinkle the blood from the, from the goats and the lambs that they sacrificed on it. And they would do it seven times. Jesus was pierced seven times on his head, on his back, on his two feet, on his two hands, and on his side. If you add those up, it's the number what? Seven. Jesus is the high priest that sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat so that God would give us mercy. And that's why we take of communion to remember what Jesus has done for us. A lot of people have a hard time admitting they're, they're sinners. Or we think that we're so bad of sinners that God, Christ can't forgive us. But let me tell you, he has sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat. And once he did that on the cross, it says the veil was torn in two from top to bottom. In fact, this, this veil was so thick it would take horses on each end for them to even tear one of them. And yet God did it because it had to be something that God did, not man. And if you remember me sharing with you a few months ago, and this is in rabbinical writings, that after Jesus died on the cross, the high priest would go in and the door to the temple would be open. See, in the mornings it was always closed. They would close it, but for some reason it would open up. And they couldn't figure it out. They tried changing the doors. They tried changing the hinges. It would still open up. Why? Because the access to God is free through Jesus Christ. Once there was separation and now we've been brought close to him. And it started with the broken body of Jesus on the cross. Would you please hold this up as it represents his body? It was broken for you and I. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is a, a remembrance for you and I that his body was broken for you. For everything that you've ever done in your whole life, he did it just for you. And if, it, if you would have been the only one, he would have died for you. He would have died for me. Would you please take in remembrance? Would you please hold up the cup that represents his blood? As I shared this morning, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. The day I asked Jesus in my life, he washed me with his blood, symbolically, spiritually. You couldn't see it, but it happened, and he made me right. The day that you asked Jesus in your heart, he did the same thing. And if you haven't asked Jesus in your heart, right now is the perfect time to do it because this is a reminder to you of what Jesus did for you on the cross. He shed his blood in seven areas on the mercy seat. Would you please take this in remembrance of what he has done? Father, as we've taken of communion tonight, this Christmas Eve, we're reminded of what your son has done for us. We're reminded of how great of a sacrifice he made. Even when he was in the garden, he said, Lord, if it is possible, take this cup from me, but not my will, but your will be done. He chose to go to the cross for us, Lord. He chose to die. He chose to empty himself of all that was divine and come as a baby 
knowing that his mission was to die one day on the cross for us. So we thank you, Father, for that free gift that you've given us through your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, A little bit what we read this morning of Luke 2. Now, I promise you I won't go into a long message like I did this morning. Because I know you have family things that you have to do, right? Do you want me to keep you longer? They were all looking at me like, yeah, let's go longer. All right, I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2. It says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place with Quinarius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. <clears throat> so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and, played him in a, and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Let me stop there for a minute. Christmas is about great joy and good news. The word gospel literally means good news. Jesus came to give good news. If you're born again here tonight, you have good news to share. It's called the gospel. And it's to bring joy to hearts that are burdened down with sin. Hearts that are far away from God. Joy, remember I shared a few weeks ago, is not happiness. Happiness is fleeting. I got a dog a year ago. I was happy when I got her. I was happy when I got rid of her. But joy is in the heart. The word joy comes from the re word rejoice, which means to shout out loud, to give God praise. That's good news. Verse 11, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. <clears throat> he is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Remember this morning we talked about the swaddling cloth and where he was born, which was in the calving caves of the sheep, the sacrificial lambs for the Passover, and he was wrapped in possibly... The, 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 the ephod of the high priest. Jesus is the prophet, priest, and king. He calls him Christ the Lord at his birth. Christ mean anointed one. Lord meaning master. Is Jesus your master tonight? Is he your Lord? Is he your anointed one? Verse 12, again, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths. And lying in a manger, suddenly a great company of, of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God 
in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. What I want to share with you tonight is about hope. How many of you have watched I Heard the Bells on Christmas morning? Anybody watch that movie? I suggest you do it. It just kept ringing in my heart. How many of you guys know who Henry Wadsworth Longfellow is? He was one of our greatest poets. He wrote this after grief over the death of not only his wife, but of child that he had had earlier. And he was grieving. And so through his grief, he wrote this. He said, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all the Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fell, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing and singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Most will agree that when this was sung by the angels that Jesus would have been close to one or two years old because the Magi, which we believe uh, were from Babylon, it would take them a couple of years to travel to where Jesus was. And so when they came upon Christ, and before they even came there, the angel saying that suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men of whom his favor rests or goodwill to men as some translations say it. And as we were watching this movie, the acronym came to me about hope. He offers peace eternally. H, he offers, he O, offers, P, peace, E, eternally. Jesus is your only peace. He can offer the peace that you've been longing for. We all have a God-shaped hole in our heart, and only Jesus can fill it. I have never seen a U-Haul. You hear me say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again. I have never seen a U-Haul trailer or truck go to a funeral home. The stuff that you have, is going to be left behind for somebody else to sell or grit or get. Not grit, that's something you eat. Somebody ends up with it. How you came into the world is how you leave the world. It's what you do for eternity. Eternity is a long time, it's forever. I wished I had a rope up here because I could tell you I've used this illustration before. But if you ever get a long rope, you have somebody hang, hold on to it on one end. You hold on to it on this end. You put a little bit of black tape on the end, and that represents our life on earth. Solomon said our life is but a mist on earth. But eternity, imagine that rope going on forever and ever. God sent Jesus so that we can be reconciled back to our relationship with the Father. But if we don't choose that, we go on without eternity with separation from God. So you can understand why the angels were singing, 
glory to God in the highest and on peace to men whom God's favor rests or goodwill towards men. That's why I like when Henry Wadsworth Longfellow said this. He said, then pills the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. That is why we celebrate Christmas. God sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you praise God during Christmas? Is Jesus at the forefront of your mind? Or are other things more important? Is he your master? Is he your Lord? Is he your Christ? Do you give him praise? Or are you the one that says, oh, I, I've heard this my whole life. Or this isn't important to me. Nothing's going to happen when I die. Do you want to take that chance? I've always told everybody, well, if nothing happens, nothing happens. If you're right, then nothing happens. But if this word is right, which I believe it is, and you don't decide for Christ, there's eternity called hell, and it's real. Jesus preached on it for a reason, because he doesn't want you to go there. It talks about where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And you may say, Pastor, this isn't a Christmas Eve service message. Yes, it is. That's what good news is. He preached more on hell because he doesn't want you to go there. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. I like that. When you meet Jesus, you want to see what he's all about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now understand this, they knew the scriptures. So when they heard that the child was born in Bethlehem, remember Micah 5.2 was written 400 years before Jesus was even born. And yet he prophesied that it would happen in Bethlehem of Judea. Isaiah in Isaiah 53 talks about Jesus' death on the cross. He talks about what he would do for 800 years before you and I were, even before Christ was born. Not before you and I were born or we'd be pretty old tonight. But 800 years before Jesus was even born. Uh, anybody can figure that out. The mathematical equations of that happening. That something was spoken 800 years before the birth and then it happened. And then you look at King David who wrote Psalm 22. Written about 1,500 years before Jesus was, uh, died on the cross. And it talks about at the beginning, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? David goes on to talk about the bulls of Bashan encircling, which was the Roman soldiers. He talks about them piercing his hands and his feet. During David's time, there was no crucifixion. It didn't come about until the Romans. Think of just those prophetic words being fulfilled. 
Think of the stars that are made. And you saw just a few weeks ago, some of you saw the hand. Remember the hand, that galaxy, and it had a hand with the, with the wound right in the hand? And NASA took that picture with one of their satellites. You can go Google it. It's a real picture. I don't know if you saw it this morning, but they had a, a, a Hubble took another picture, one of their satellites, maybe Hubble's the old one, but it took a picture of a Christmas tree in space. God made Christmas trees out of stars, and they were actually blinking, and it looks like an angel at the top of it. That's the God that you and I serve. Your DNA, they have found out, spells out the name Yahweh. You've heard me talk about laminin which is the molecule that holds us together, is in the shape of a cross. All those things because Jesus created it all. He was in the beginning. I share all that stuff because we are to give him praise. God knew that we would fall. He knew that we needed a Savior, and he had a plan in place before it happened. Hallelujah that he sent Jesus to die on the cross. You and I don't have to suffer the pain of it. We don't have to go through all that. Jesus did it for us. All God says is take my son. It's a free gift. It's salvation. That's the good news. You don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to do the do's and the don'ts. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to say is, Jesus, I've sinned. I believe in what you've done for me. I take you into my life. I surrender my life to you. And he comes in and he puts his spirit inside of you. And he gives you eternal life. That is Christmas. That's why he could say, Tell ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Guys, that's what Christmas is all about. He came, he died, and he rose again so that you and I could have life eternal. Would you please bow your head? Close your eyes. Please, no looking around. Is God knocking at the door of your heart tonight? Is he knocking at your door asking you to invite him in? To be your Lord and Savior? It starts with repentance. The word repentance means turn from your sin. Admit that you've sinned. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Believe that he's the son of the living God. And it says when you do that, you will be saved. Are you here tonight? I'm going to ask you this. If you're born again and you're saved and you know it, raise your hand. Are you saved here tonight? Raise your hand. If you're not saved and you didn't raise your hand, then God is knocking at the door of your heart tonight and he wants to come in. He won't force himself. It's a free gift. He loves you. It's not about performance. He loves you. But you have to make that decision. If you are here tonight and you didn't raise your hand, and you want Jesus in your life tonight. You want to surrender your life. You want joy in your heart. You want forgiveness for your sins. Would you please raise your hand? Anybody here tonight? Everybody saved? I know there were some of you that didn't raise your hand. I'm going to leave it with you. I'm not going to force it on you. But God's tapping at your heart. And I'm going to pray. Father, I pray for those that didn't raise their hand tonight that I saw. God, this is Christmas Eve. This is what the gospel's about. I pray, Lord, that you would begin to knock at their heart. And I pray that you would knock loud and harder and harder than you've ever done before, Lord, because you love them desperately and you don't want to be separated from them. I pray, Lord, that as they leave tonight, that you will begin to talk to them. 
You will begin to speak to them. You will send people their way to speak to them. And I pray that right now, in the name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. I'm going to come around, and if I can have those that are going to sing, I'm going to light your candles tonight, and we're going to sing Silent Night. We got new carpet. Oh, well. Oh, I, I'm just joking. You know that, right? She takes after me. Okay, I'll, I'll start it on the end. You got enough? Can I get, get a couple of them and then you guys light each other's? And we're going to put the lights down if we can after I light these. stand be very careful because your light will go out
Savior is Son in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, to one day, 33 years later, to die on the cross for our sins so that we might have a way to be saved. I honor you, we honor you, we glorify you as glory in the highest. We sing in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Merry Christmas. You may welcome to blow these out. Also, there's two pans. There's a bucket on the left side and a bucket on the right side. If you will please place these in the bucket as you leave. I want to say again, Merry Christmas. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.